or welcome back to the lab. If this is your first time here, my name is Kate Holiday, and I'm here with Ryan Rivers. On this show, we like to dig in and dissect to a wide variety of topics. Pretty much changes every week. Pretty much. Unless we're doing a little series, like, kind of, right now. We're doing an extension of a series, but um, if you guys listen over shortwave radio out of uh, WRMI in Miami... Send us an email at theweeklylab at gmail.com with your reception report. We'll send you a QSL card. We also upload to iTunes pretty much every weekend. We try and stay on schedule so you guys can listen to our episodes and shows anytime as long as you have iTunes. Uh, So go check us out over there. But for the past couple of weeks, we've been doing conspiracy theory type shows. It's been highly requested. Um, And last week, we got on the Freemason topic. We did indeed. Because before that, we talked a little bit about the Illuminati, and I feel like the Freemasons and the Illuminati are always roped in together somehow. Mm -hmm. And I was hoping today, since we're doing kind of part two on the Freemason stuff, Ryan here could uh, maybe explain to me how they're different, or like why they always get roped in together. Is it only because they're, quote, secret societies? Quote. I mean, I don't really know. Do you know? Um, Yeah, well, I think it's... This is, again, my personal opinion. I think anytime people have something that they don't understand and mm-hmm. it's similar, it's going to get roped in together. So um, you use the term secret society. The Freemasons do not consider themselves a secret society. Right. They call themselves a society with secrets. Hmm. That's a lot of S's. Yeah. Um, and then the Illuminati. Like, if there's not a lot of information out there about something, you're only going to, you know, base it off of what you can find pretty much on the Internet mm-hmm. or, you know, what the... Um, I don't know if the news really talks about it, but pretty much just like with the, you know, the the resources that are available if it's not coming from somebody firsthand. Yeah. Um, they make their own assumptions. Right. Like you know, the History Channel, Discovery Channel, that type of stuff. They do specials on it. You know, Secrets of the Masons and, you know, this, that, and the other. And yeah. the, the New World Order and how these people are in charge and the top dogs and this, that, and the other. And you're pretty much living in their little world. The big honcho. The big G's. Um, so, like... Do the Masons not like, is there, why, why don't they like to be called a secret society? Uh, I wouldn't say that they don't like it. I would just say that they don't agree with it. Like they're not keep the, the it's not, um, they're not meeting in secret anymore. They're, I mean, they have, like I said in the last episode, they have signs up and throughout towns in America that say this is when we're meeting. Right. Um, they don't build their grand lodges underground. Yeah. Um, Did they know, used to do that? Yeah. I mean, it's all out in public now. Oh. Yeah, that was one of the things that I was reading about earlier today, getting ready for the show, was that um, I was on one of the Lodge's websites, and Mm -hmm. they were saying nowadays with, like, the internet, you can find pretty much anything. Or they were talking about how um, shows, like the Family Guy episodes, where they just, like, you know, everything's a parody in those shows, like Family Guy and The Simpsons and stuff. They've, like, basically made fun of, like, the ceremonies or rituals that Freemasons do. Or I mean, they make fun of everything. But yeah. uh, specifically, I guess they've done some little snippets on the Freemasons and, you know, the conspiracy of the goat and yep. stuff like that, which we kind of talked about last show. Um, but, I mean, it's all, it's not all, but it's out there. Yeah, like I was saying, a lot of the stuff you can just find online if you're interested about it. Um, But the problem is, a lot of the stuff you find online is not true. Yeah. Um, I did some research myself uh, years ago after I had went through the process and became a Master Mason just to see if I could find any of the truth online. The truth is online. 
Um, but to the untrained eye, it's being able to distinguish what's real, what's really going to happen behind the doors, you know, in the lodge versus this is what people are speculating has happened mm-hmm. or what people say, you know, I infiltrated a Masonic lodge and this is what I learned. And, you know, they type up a, a thing about it and it's yeah. like, but how can you really trust that? There's no way that, that that's true. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's, that's too something that we kind of touched on a little bit was people are going to formulate their own things. And even if they read it online, there, unless you have firsthand knowledge, there's no way to know if that's a reliable source or not. Like, yeah. even going to a lodge's website, you still have to read between the lines and kind of make your own assumption. Because they're not going to come out and, like you said, they're a society of secrets. Like, they're not going to come out and put everything on blast so that you can see it firsthand. But you still, I mean, it's the unknown. Yeah. So people are going to make assumptions and kind of come up with their own conclusions one way or another. Absolutely. Um, and there are plenty of assumptions out there about the Masons. Oh, yeah, of as course. As we already know. Um, I think my favorite is that they were involved with the uh, moon landing hoax because uh, a great number of astronauts mm-hmm. were uh, were Masons. Oh, were they? they indeed. Hmm. Uh, Buzz Aldrin, for example. So just because of that correlate, like, I don't understand how that came to be. Like, why would they think the Freemasons would fake something like that? Well, I mean, they think that uh, I mean, there's people out there, these conspiracy, conspiracy theorists that believe, you know, everything um, is a conspiracy. So, you know, like the moon landing <laughs> has to be like one of the biggest uh, yeah. in history. Um, and because the head honcho of NASA at the time during the Apollo program was a Mason um, and then a certain number of astronauts were Masons as well, you mm-hmm. know, what better group to orchestrate something like that than the Masons? Yeah, well, that kind of goes back to our Illuminati series, how that guy that was, like, in a high prestigious position during the French Revolution, like he was an officer, yeah. um, was part of the Illuminati or, like, got involved with the Illuminati, so people thought that that was a huge contributing factor and that they were highly involved. Yeah. So just because somebody in a position of power is related somehow to these quote secret societies doesn't mean that they did it or didn't do it or faked it whatever you want to call it um do you think there's any truth behind that no not at all (laughs) because i think we had talked about that before um when we talked about like flat earthers Mm -hmm. and people who believe that the moon landing was faked and stuff when we were talking about like sure there's some secrets inside the mason lodge that have been there forever and people continue to protect them quote um but, like, how can you keep every single person who was involved in the moon landing from telling the secret that it was fake? Exactly. That and that goes for any type of conspiracy, in my opinion. At least on that degree. Yeah. Like, you and I could have our own conspiracies inside our house, but and it, it would be easier to believe because there's only two people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, the dogs aren't going to tell anybody. They better not. <laughs> but I just think something, like, as monumental as that that involves like other countries around the world and stuff there's no way to keep that right secret. Um, and i think the freemasons are also kind of like the basis or the stepping stone i think i mentioned that in the last episode for mm-hmm. other societies so for example the knights templar they do not consider themselves to be a masonic uh, association they don't um, uh, claim to have any type of relationship with the freemasons mm-hmm. however there are a certain number of uh, members of the Knights Templar that are also Masons. So then you get, you know, the two, I guess you could say guilty by association, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other hand, you look at the uh, the Shriners. So I'm sure you've heard of the Shriners before. I've heard of them. I don't know anything about them. So the Shriners is an organization that um, 
has the same principles, I guess you could say, with Freemasonry. They do a lot of charity work, mm -hmm. um, especially with hospitals and uh, for kids and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but to be a Shriner, I don't know if it still is today, um, but years ago, in order to uh, join, you know, the Shriners, you had to have been a Mason. So hmm. there are organizations that line up with Freemasonry, and then there's organizations that are just guilty by association. They're associated with Freemasonry, when in reality, um, they have nothing to do with, you know, one another in that sense. I think the Illuminati is the same way. Um, I do not believe that in order to be in, you know... You know, Either of them. Right. To be in the Illuminati, you have to be a Mason or vice versa, anything. Well, I know you don't have to be in the Illuminati to be a Mason. Um, and then there was one other one I was thinking. Oh, the Knights Templar as well. They they straight up say, like, we have nothing to do with Freemasonry. Mm -hmm. um, in Freemasonry, you can ask to join a lodge. However, with the Knights Templar, it is by invite only. So yeah, the same with, like, go, Skull and Bones. Right, yeah. yeah. You can't go um, petition somebody and say, hey, I want to join. It's They have to reach out to you. That's so interesting. So, as far as, like, I was reading about Skull and Bones, which is another secret society at, like, Yale University, mm -hmm. and they were saying you essentially, like, in your senior year, you get, like, tapped on the shoulder, and that's how you're invited to join. There's only, like, 15 out of the graduating class mm -hmm. each year or something that gets invited, but it's, like, my question is, how do you get invited? Is it, like, um, what do they call that when, like, you're... Uh, like, your mom or dad was, like, part of that fraternity, so you're, like, grandfathered in. I forget what that's called. Mm. Um, but basically, you're, like, a shoe-in, because you had a relative that was, like, in that fraternity sure. or sorority or whatever. So it makes me wonder if that's kind of a thing. Like, if my dad went to Yale and I was a guy graduating from there, like, and he was part of Skull and Bones, would I get picked? Or is there no more idea. to it? I, I don't, don't know, know anything about any of that. I do know, uh, I think it was George W. Bush mm -hmm. was a member of the scores. I guess still is. I don't know how that works. I've never done any You got to get jumped research. out. Yeah, I, mean, I, don't <laughs> I don't know. know. Um, is it true, though? Like, so you can go and ask to be part of the Masons, but do you have to get, like, letters of recommendation yes. from people? So does it have to be letters from people who are already Masons? Uh, yes. Or can, like, if you, let's say you hadn't joined at this point, could, like, I write you a letter? No. Oh. No. Um, at least the lodge that I went through, um, <laughs> it was, you had to have at least two Masons, I think they call it vouching for you. So, yeah. Um, what if, if you it, don't know anybody? You won't get in? Make the connections. If you're hmm. dedicated, if you want to be a Mason that bad, then they assume that you're going to find a way to do it. Jeez. See, that? like, I, I felt like that was a thing when you were going through it. I was like, I... Because, again, I was talking to this guy at work, and I was like, I think he had to have people vouch for him who were already part of the lodge. Yep. But then it's like... A lodge. Yeah, right. Not specifically the one you're trying to join or whatever. Correct. But then, like, last week, you were talking about how there's a guard outside. Yep. So how do you even, like... You don't even know these guys' names. You just want to join. Mm -hmm. How are you supposed to find them? Like, you just sit in the parking lot, wait for them to go to their car after the meeting, and, like, pop out and be like, hey, bro... I like, mean, I guess you could know do each that. Other. Um, like, how would you ever find these people? Well, they assume that there's a reason that you're reaching out is that you know a Mason. Mm. Or that you know about Freemasonry. So where did you learn that from? Duck, now, duck, go. Okay, sure, duck, duck, go. So they are going <laughs> to interview you. There's going to be at least three members of the lodge come to your house. So I'm going to give you the process if anybody's looking Let's at Let's break it down. So um, you either go through somebody, to be one, ask one is their motto. So you either find a mason that you know and you say, hey, I'm interested. They will bring a petition to you. It's a piece of paper, mm -hmm. and you're going to fill it out. They're going to take it back with them to the lodge, 
and it's going to get brought up in one of the meetings. Mm-hmm. And they're going to ask, does anybody know this character? And yeah. if anybody does, what type of a person is he? It's almost like a job interview at that point. Hmm. Does he have, you know, what type of lifestyle does he live? Um, would he bring, you know, discredit to this organization, that whole thing? Mm-hmm. Um, if nobody does know you, then, I mean, either way, you're going to get interviewed. But if no, if everybody's like, never heard of this dude, so then they're going to start investigating. So nowadays, it would be like social media. They're going to look at that type of stuff. See, like, what type of stuff you're doing, what type of a life you're living. Yeah. I'm not going to say they're going to follow you around, but chances are they're going to be watching you to see, like, what you are doing. Oh, that's creepy. And then eventually they are going to reach out to you, set up a time. They're going to come to your house. It has to be at your place. So they want to know like what type of lifestyle you're you're. Yeah, they're going to take a look around. Right. Huh. So they come in, um, and they're just going to, you know, it's pretty much like an hour long of them asking you questions. Mm-hmm. I forget what I did that day. I think you were at work. Nah, I'm pretty yeah. sure I left. Um, <laughs> either way. I probably so, went and got ice cream or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> so they're going to ask you questions. Uh, you know, the big one is, why do you want to be a Mason? What do you know about Freemasonry? Um, pretty much anything and everything that they want to ask you about. You know, your childhood, this, that, and the other. But you, so there's three prereqs, right? There's the three criteria. Yes, and that's yeah. all you have to meet. Yep. So, but back in the day, it was people who did like masonry work, right? That's how it got started. That, yes. But that's, that's not criteria now. No, like you, you don't, don't have to have that as like a no. side gig. You don't have to be a stonemason. Hmm. Okay. Anything like that. All right. So we're at the interview part. Yep. So they're going to interview you. Um, at that point, they'll conduct all, you know, get all the answers to the questions that they all have. And then they leave. And at the, I don't know if it's like the immediate next lodge meeting, but in the future at a lodge meeting, they're going to bring it up in the lodge once the doors are closed and everything and they're going to go around the room and they're going to say you know this is so and so he's petitioned this is what we found out about him based on his um, his petition you know and they're going to read everything mm-hmm. and then um, what nobody knows is in order to vote so they're going to vote you in so huh. they have this box that is set in the middle of the lodge all right okay and there's two different things um, let's just say they're marbles so uh, we're just going to call them marbles. So there's, uh, let's oh, just say... A bl- what are they? Um, marbles. A, a red marble and a blue marble. Okay. <laughs> and there's a pile of them in there, okay? Yeah. Everybody in the lodge is going to file up in a single file line after they've um, brought your petition before. Mm-hmm. And everybody goes through, and you can't see what's inside the box. But what you do is you reach in there, and only you can see what you grabbed. One color is going to be, yes, we want to admit this person. The other color is going to be, no, we do not. Hmm. So you reach in there, you get the designated color marble, in air quotes, and you drop it into, a, let's just call it a bowl. <laughs> okay. okay. So at this point, um, all the lodge members <laughs> have gone through. I'm just thinking of such weird things right now. Okay. Yeah. So at this point, all the lodge members have gone through. They're yeah. going to go back and take their seats. And then the uh, the guy running the show is going to. Count the marbles. No, he just has to look at them. Just look at it. Just look at it. <laughs> if there okay. is. Um, all blue and no red. Let's mm-hmm. just say blue was the, the the go. The good to go. Then he's good to go. If you find one off color, one color stating no, we don't want this person. Right there, the process ends. Dang! So you have to get unanimous votes. It has to be one hundred percent. Oh, they're kind of like a jury. Yeah, I guess you could say that. Hmm. And you're not. You are, are not, not there. There. Nope. So you have no idea. You have no clue. Then do you get like a phone call? Do they send you a letter? Like, hey, um, you're good. Hey, you're no, we don't. Mm-mm. How did I no. get notified? <laughs> I did get a letter from the Grandmaster of, uh, Carrier of the Pigeon. State. Carrier Pigeon, yep. 
That's how they did everything. Hmm. And then um, I knew two or three people at that lodge, and I think they told me at work, to be <gasps> honest. Are they allowed to do that? Well, yeah, because it's public knowledge that this person's going to be coming in. Whoa. They yep. said, you got all blue marbles, bro. You're good to go. Yeah. Let's just you know, say you got all. <laughs> this guy's all blue. He's good. You know what I picture it, though? Like when you're saying only you can, you like stick your hand in there and only you can see whichever one you're grabbing or whatever. I picture it like, have you ever been to a museum where you're supposed to like stick your hand in a box and like guess what it is? No. But you never, like, it might be. Cow tongue? Yeah. Something gross or like something fuzzy or something. I hate those. Because your mind just goes yeah, to like weird places. So this is places. a professional organization. Oh, okay. Hey, I don't know what type of games My you used bad. to play in museums. Hey, you know what? You should have been learning something. I, I can only make assumptions. Yeah. Because I wasn't there. So that is pretty much the uh, that's pretty much the process. So and then, then you get there, you ride a goat, you do a blood oath, and you're sworn in. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly how that happens. <laughs> just kidding. Okay, go on. Um, so after that, they uh, bring you into the lodge, and they'll have a ceremony for welcoming new members. So, but. Here's the question. When you go there for the first time, it's your first time there. Mm-hmm. You don't know the secret slappy handshake or anything. You don't know the password or anything, right? They just bring you in? Yeah. And then, so, you were talking about, like, the ceremonies or rituals and things. Like, everybody knows their own part. And if you have to sit at a certain chair, you have to say something. And you just need to know your part and recite it because it's not documented. So, going into it your first time. How do you participate in something like that? You just do what they tell you to do? So your first time, you're going to be in a room by yourself, locked in there. You're not going to be out on the lodge floor. You're going to be... By yourself? Yeah. So somebody's going to meet you at the front door of the lodge. Whoever, they're going to reach out to you beforehand and say, be here at this time. I'm going to get you into the lodge. Now, okay, let's just take a, a, a big old time out. For, just for listeners, I have never heard this stuff before. Okay. Just, I just want everybody to know, like, I'm hearing this for the first time as well, because Ryan didn't tell me any of this as he was going through. You I never asked. I, I mean, I tried, and you were like, mm-mm. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, I did ask, but, I mean, you didn't really give too much away. I, I think I remember you talking about the marble thing. I think I remember that, but that's it. Anyways, go on. So You're in a room by yourself. So when you get there, your day that you're going to be admitted, um... <laughs> Gonna get raised, I think they call it now. Oh, you get raised. Okay. Born, passed, and raised is what they call it. Like light as a feather, stiff as a board. Yeah. <laughs> you make. Yeah. Um. Exactly. Oh, this is fun. Okay. <laughs> yep. <is> stupid. <laughs> so they're gonna um, they're gonna meet you outside. They're gonna get you inside the lodge. You're gonna uh-huh. get past the uh the guy at the door. Okay. He's got you the sword. hope. And they're gonna say, "This is so and so. He's our um he's our new petition or whatever he is, you know." And mm-hmm. then the guard is going to lead you over to so the, every lodge in America and probably the entire world. I've never been to another one outside this country, but they all are set up the same way. In each lodge, on the back left hand side, there's a it's almost like a closet. It's got two doors. One door leads out to the lodge. The other one leads out into like the lobby. He's mm-hmm. gonna stick you in that room and they lock the door. So you're in there mm-hmm. while they. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to start the uh, they're going to start the ceremony. So you're not seeing without you. What, yeah, you're not seeing anything that's going on out there in the ceremony. You can hear them talking, hmm. and it sounds like a foreign language because you don't know any you know these things that they're saying. And then somebody's going to come in, and then they're going to get you dressed for what you have to do. So um, I don't know how to take that. Okay. Right. So whatever clothes you wore there, that's not what you're going to be wearing whenever you go out so there. So you just got to strip down and the, yep. put on whatever they give you. Pretty much. And then. At some point, <laughs> at some point during the lodge meeting, they are going to um, finally let you come out. Yeah, they're going to bring you out of the closet. <laughs> oh, great! And you're going to be blindfolded. Oh, even better. You and have no idea. 
what they said, what you're getting into. Right. Okay. And they're going to walk you around the room, and it's going to take about half an hour. And you're going to be blindfolded. Walk you around the room. <laughs> yeah. And you're going to... This is so weird. At the time, you don't know it, but you're making a big circle of the lodge. And okay. you're going in front of each, I guess you could call them officers, each person that's in responsible for a portion of the ceremony. You're going before them. I feel like you're telling me stuff, but you're not really telling me stuff. I feel like you're laughing because I'm sorry. you have an assumption of what's like. Wh- what are you picturing? That I'm just uh, picturing like you on a leash, and they're just like parading yeah, you around. Yeah, pretty much. Oh my god. That's exact. Yeah, pretty much. There's no goat involved though, so that's the good news. So oh, for those of you news. that are worried, yeah, Kate's uh, Kate's visions over here are spot on. Yeah. All right. She's like one of those psychic mediums. Pretty so much. yeah, they're leading you around. You're blindfolded. You don't okay. know what you're doing. Are they still talking in a weird language? Yes, at this point, but they're asking you questions. In a weird language? Not in a weird language. They're asking you, um, is this of your own free will and accord? It's pretty much oh, the so only questions that they're, they're going to ask you. But they're okay. going to ask you like a whole bunch and to the point where you're finally going to be like, dude, anytime you ask me a question, yes. Yes, like, you know the answer is mean? yes. Um, okay. And then uh, there's a couple other questions at the end that have certain answers that you're just expected to know. So maybe that's where your in comes into play. Like, did you talk about this with the people you knew from that lodge? Like, did they kind of give you hints? Yeah, kind of. They kind of said at the end, they're going to ask you, like, be ready for this question because this is the answer that you want to give. And I think that's kind of expected from the Grand Lodge is for someone to mentor you along the way because it's all about brotherhood. Right. Fellowship. Okay. Um, And then once you get past this about half an hour, 45 minutes of being blindfolded and you're stripped down, only wearing one shoe, they're going to... What? Take the blindfold off, and you'll finally get to see what's going on inside the lodge. And so, okay, if you answer wrong to one of those questions... They'll correct is, you. They'll correct you? Yeah. It's not just done? The like, guy, go put no. your crap on, get out? The guy walking you around will whisper you the answer. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So you literally walked around with one shoe on? For a while. Who? Who? Did they have a cleaning contract? I'm sure they did. <laughs> this was before COVID. Somebody, somebody swept and mopped the floor before you walked around. Do you have a sock on at least? No. Oh, poor child. Yeah, you get one cold foot. Yeah. Did you have like enough clothes on? Was it cold in there? Was it a little drafty? It was a little chilly. I picture you wearing a robe. Was a robe involved? Uh, like a shawl. Maybe. Like but a, it was like uh, it only covers about half your body. Okay. So they walk you All around, right. they do this for a while, and then um, after that they let you, uh, they put you back in the closet, I guess you could say. <laughs> Going back in. And then... Um, you allowed to put your own clothes on? Yeah. You don't have to sit in like a towel the rest of the thing. No, that's pretty much the ceremony. Like they're, they met to to bring you in. The whole meeting that day was for you. Pretty much. Hmm. So the two people that you knew, were they involved in your yeah. rising? Yeah. Raising? Mm-hmm. What, what's it called? raise you just say meeting just say that's not as fun indoctrination <laughs> i don't know uh this has been you know but they years. were yeah they were both there hmm. did you recognize their voice when you had your blindfold uh, on i don't know to be honest did you have to do your handshake blindfolded with people no because you don't know any of that at this oh, point oh that's true how long how long did it take you to learn this language or the code so it's the english language which is convenient they they do speak english I said it sounded like a foreign language. It wasn't that they were speaking a foreign language. So the reason that it sounded foreign to me, mm-hmm. that was uh, that was Coop over here. Finally waking up. Flapping his ears. Mm-hmm. The reason it sounded foreign to me was because they are reciting stuff from the biblical ages. Oh. Yeah. That's so how I am when I read the Bible. They weren't in there speaking Mandarin or anything in front of okay. me. Okay. You know yeah, it's just like old text. And it's just like weird 
words right. that mean something. Yeah. That we don't say it that way anymore. Correct. Like old school. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. that makes mm-hmm. more sense. But you were saying like anything that is written down is in code, right? right. Yeah. So how long did it take you to learn that? Um, you get help pretty much because everybody has it memorized. That's so weird. Is it like, um, I don't, I don't even know what to ask about it. Like, is there like symbols or is there's it There's like some symbols and it's pretty much like the word, the word is missing, but there's one letter for each word pretty much. And you just have to know that letter means that word? Kind of. I guess that's the best way I can describe it. Huh. Wow. But if you sit through enough meetings, you hear what is written down, what, what you're having to crack, if that makes yeah. sense. So, I mean, essentially, it's like learning a language. Like, the more you use it, the more you learn and are able to comprehend, like, what you're actually doing. Yeah, I mean, it's not even that. It's just a matter of it's... They don't write down the entire formality of what the meeting's going to be. Right. So what they do is they take the sentence... For example, one of the questions that you're asked is, will you be of or from? So what they would say is, when they write it down, is I, W... F, like they go through and they put one letter for each word. Mm-hmm. And then you know, like you, you memorize it that way. Hmm. And then they're going to bring you forward. So this was just your indoctrination. In order to be raised or to become a Mason, mm-hmm. then they're going to bring you in again mm-hmm. and you're going to have to go out in front of everybody. And the uh, guy running the show is going to be asking you questions that you should have been paying attention to, to learn. Mm -hmm. You should have, um, at this point, having sat through the meetings, you should understand what's going on around you. And when they ask you these questions, the answers are from all these people talking. So on a scale from one to 10, Mm -hmm. how nervous were you each time you went in there for one of these things? Like, did you feel like you knew what you needed to know or were you like, oh God, Um, I'm going to screw this up or I don't know what they want me to say or... Any no, I wouldn't stuff. say I was I was nervous. I would say that um, you just hope that you're able to to uh, to throw it all out there like you're supposed to, pretty much. At, <laughs> all right, one more question. Since right. we got a couple minutes, at any point did you ask yourself, "What the heck am I doing?" Uh, probably, <laughs> like probably sitting, did. Like sitting in that closet and being like, "Hey, take one shoe off." Like that and stuff you're is such a blur. Um, I don't really remember it because there's so much going on. Yeah. But whenever I sat through other meetings of other people getting indoctrinated, I have I was thinking <laughs> like, like the first time you saw it from yeah, the other side. From the other end, I was probably thinking these people are probably like going bananas right now. Like I wonder what's going through their mind. Yeah, and especially because you've never been in the ceremony room. Like if you were to try and make a run for it, you don't know where you are. So let's say you take your blindfold off. You're like, which door do I go out of to get the heck out of here? Right. That would be so like disorienting in yeah. general. But I would absolutely be like, what the frick is going on? (laughs) You know what I mean? uh, It's pretty neat. I guess. I mean, I feel like we learned a lot, but at the same time, we didn't. Yeah. Because everything was like, well, we'll we'll just call it this, but not really. So, I mean. That's the best I can. uh, Like, let's just call it a bowl. That's the best I can do without, uh, you know, giving away the Masonic secrets. Yeah. Well, I mean, like we talked about. I hope that was entertaining for everybody. I think it was, because I don't think a lot of people know somebody who went through it or has had the opportunity to get inside information like that because even people that have gone through it don't generally talk about it yeah i mean still you didn't like you said give away the secrets but like i'd never heard it that in depth because mm-hmm. like i said i remember the marble thing i don't remember you talking about being half naked in a room full of guys with one shoe on well don't say it like that well it's not you're not half naked but you're in like a shawl or something that's what i'm picturing <laughs> walking around like 
blindfolded. I knew you were blindfolded. I knew that part. Yeah. But uh, is there, so I, I know too that there's like an open book, mm-hmm. but people think that it's like a Masonic Bible, but that's not true, right? It's no. just like a book of whatever, because they were talking about like the region that you're in. It's like the majority shareholder of whatever religion is strong there. Like sometimes it's a Bible, sometimes it's something else from a different religion. Is that true? Um, that I, Or is it the same book every single time? I would imagine, I, I honestly, I don't know. I've never been asked that. I've never looked into it. Hmm. I just know that every lodge I've ever been to, it's been just the Bible. The Bible. Is it open to a certain page? Yes. Depending on what level the lodge is opened at that day. Oh, so yeah. It always goes back to the levels. Only fellow craft or apprentice or um, masters depend but on what scriptures it's open to. That's interesting, though, because anybody can read the Bible. Yep. So why does that matter? Um, because that's, it's the passwords. Mm. and the do guards, the tokens, all that type of stuff. So you can't just walk up there and flip the pages and be like... You could, but they would be like, dude, put that back. Like, like ow! You know what I mean? <laughs> just get in trouble. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So um, hopefully that mine, was enlightening. If you have any questions, theweeklylab <laughs> at gmail.com. Shoot us an email yeah. if you'd like the show. If you didn't, let us know so we know to, <laughs> to knock it off and talk about something different besides conspiracy. So uh, with that, we will see you all next week.